Breakfast puppies? Welcome to Have Movies Will Game, the only podcast on the globe where we take you, our friendly listener, through the best and worst movies of yesterday and today, and then discuss ways that you can play them at your gaming table. In every episode, our intrepid hosts, Matthew, Dusty, and Nathaniel, will filibuster fondly over facts and feelings of your favorite films, and then get to the glorious gaming goodness, giving Game Masters great gimmicks on generating golden genius. Have Movies Will Game, brought to you through the electronic wonder of the internet. Now, let's start the show! So I gotta say, this movie is where I first crushed on uh, Mia Jovovich. Oh, Jovovich. I know. Wow, I, we, did, we talked about that when we Jovovich. did Fifth Element. Jovovich. Yeah. Multipass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I recall, like, uh, what is this, 93? I was, yeah. I was a sophomore in high school. I actually tracked down her first album at this weird store. The Divine Comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. a good it fucking album. It is a good album. album. It is. Her it really as a musician? Is. Yeah. yeah, and she's good. The, I've this, only ever heard her singing with Tool. Or the, the song yeah. she's, like, playing on the guitar towards the end of the movie, that's a verse from one of her songs yeah. on the album. The one where they're all like, yeah, that song's bad. Aliens. By the way, if you didn't <laughs> know by now what we're doing um we are doing uh dazed and confused yes from 1993 uh, i believe y'all voted on this mm-hmm. yeah what did uh yeah. kids can the votes came in what, uh... i don't i don't have them hand oh, oh, but no, it, I, don't, won, I, I don't know barely beat out ferris bueller but like oh, that's right it, yeah, yeah it was i it was uh that that's a hard call because both of those oh by the way i'm matthew and i'm dusty <laughs> and i'm nathaniel all right so and you are listening to half movies will game spoilers um if you didn't know that sorry yeah. you should stop <laughs> by this point go listen to their other episodes people people can drink now for four years since this movie came out mm-hmm. so fuck your spoilers true uh well if we're going to talk about age what was this 1976 the movie was set in 1976 i think it was no, 76, 76. That means that all of those characters who graduated are forty-two. You no, know, they all—they're sixty years old now. The characters, the not characters the actors, themselves. The characters would be sixty years old because they would have we did the been math. born in like nineteen sixty. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of them, yeah, except for the freshmen. Think about those tight pants your grandma squeezed into <laughs> with the wrench holding I it. Love that. Oh. Yeah, with the pliers. I, I remember some after seeing this movie, like the next year, some of the girls on the cheerleading squad, they would like purposely buy the like yeah. overly skinny jeans to and do that same thing. The high waisted skinny jeans, which are oddly enough coming back. They are, yeah. And it's I, I approve. Kinda, it depends it depends on your shape. Yeah. I, I see some people almost every day who pull it off mm-hmm. yeah. and they pull it off very well. And then I see others try and do it. And you're like, eh, nope. <laughs> this movie to me is the, th- there's many other high school movies out there, but this one from beginning to end to me is a, the ultimate timeless high school movie. Oh, this is a great movie. The, whoever wrote this and I didn't stick around through the credits cause that's not my job. That's Dusty's Richard Linklater. Thank you. To uh, to figure out who it was had a true understanding of of all parts of the high school experience. He wanted to do the inverse of a John Hughes film. You know, John Hughes film was like all drama and what's going on in this one specific character, and then yeah. with the other characters around them, like you know Molly Ringwald and everybody from Breakfast Club. This was more 
This was kind of like a love actually of almost like high school proportions, but without being love actually. I would say this is perfectly packaged nostalgia. There's, yeah. There is a point where every, I'll, I'll just say for American, American yeah. And not uh, even just that system. era, because I, I, did, I wasn't even I, born I, Yeah, then. I was, I was, was in the 90s. It mm-hmm. was spot in, on for me. In high school, and... There was still hazing. Oh yeah, I, yeah. There was why, brutal hazing. Every everything that went on in this movie. There's my not brother, any more, isn't there? My they, brother they is seven years that. older than I am, so everything that they were doing, like mm-hmm. he and his buddies, this was like watching my brother and his friends only in the mid to late eighties. You know, just t- ten years later. Yeah. So. I remember this movie and television and, you know, legend always telling you as a kid growing up that you're going to get hazed the fuck out of your when you go into your freshman year or whatever. Mm-hmm. My my town had none of that. We had no hazing. I it was grew a, up it was in a, a hillbilly part though. of the yeah. of the planet. there was there was hazing at my high school. Yeah. It was yeah. it was it was chopped off at like the knees by uh, I think probably my sophomore year but mm-hmm. it, there was still some hazing going on. I mean no, I remember made you tough made you strong yeah I remember I remember this the scene when I was a freshman the seniors uh the kids that were going into football they would get duct taped onto the benches in the locker room or get thrown into the in, into the lockers and then like peed on that yeah. was part of the hazing process that's terrible or they were depanced yeah. and thrown into the girls locker room it's, it's good for you yeah Okay. Yeah. I never experienced any of that. I never saw it. I, as a middle schooler, I was dreading being put into trash cans or put into <laughs> lockers or or being tortured like that. A and certain, it never happened. A certain amount of of hazing is is a very good thing. You you want you want to find your limits. You don't want to become an adult passively. You you want to know what's right and wrong. You want to know how you can absorb damage before your entire fortunes in life depend on it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when, all, when yeah. all you have to deal with is a couple bruises and a little bit of humiliation. And that is all you really have to deal with. Yeah. Like, that movie just takes you back to that time where you had no responsibilities other than, oh, i got to take the trash off. Oh, my God, and, and all that drinking. <laughs> oh, and, my God, and, so much drinking. All you had to do was go to a party yeah. and hang out with your friends and deal with, the the drama of i've got a girl but i'm not that into her but i am into this girl or i'm young and now there's an older girl is into me and mm-hmm. yeah. how do i get beer <laughs> or or how do i get noticed to be on like yeah. this the the football team or the baseball there, team there is, cheerleading is squad. somewhere that every human that has been through the american school system can hang their hat on in this movie there there is a point of connect which i think is amazing considering like the dreck that's pumped out as coming of age movies um this this was actually incredibly insightful as, as far as i see um like i really love uh the 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 guy's fight the caveman looking kid oh uh obanion um, no 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 um, no, 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 no. you go adam the, goldberg the nerd one. yeah, yeah adam, adam goldberg, goldberg no. his fight <laughs> yeah they, at the end where he, he you know he just took the you know oh someone's smoking reefer and the, yeah. the greaser you know yeah. there at the end he was like oh, Beats oh, his oh ass. so am i a bad person for smoking weed yeah and uh and then, and he, then just, he works up his courage and yeah he's like, has another drink and then dumps <laughs> the, the beer on him. him you know i was thinking about something when we were watching this last night and he was sitting there right after he got like harassed by that guy and he's sitting there and he was talking to his two friends about how he's going to go punch that guy he's just yeah. got to go punch him and they're like why do you get to do this because if i don't i'm going to stew about this for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. i'll tell you what he was telling the truth yeah you know, not everybody's like that 
but he was very self-aware and knew exactly how neurotic of an asshole he was. <laughs> and if he had not punched that guy or just tried something, or yeah. tried something, he would have thought about that for the rest of his life. And it would have brought down his self-esteem and he might have ended up being a weaker person. when he yeah, it, it would have been a George McFly that, that's, back to that's the future the thing, thing. Yeah. that uh, a lot of that's missing, I, I think, in in a modern culture is that trying and failing isn't the end of the world. Getting your ass beat isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually, it's really it's, good for personal growth. I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I've, I've lost a couple fights in my life. I mean, I'm a big guy and I have very quick hands, but you develop that. You don't start with that. The only fights that I think I've ever gotten into in my life involved the swords and I lost a few of them. So like, I was a fencer. I was a fencer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's it. You know, never I've, gotten to any I, I've, I've lost a couple fist fights just yeah. yeah i grew up in banjo yeah. territory oh, I, boxing i did yeah. boxing yeah i well i didn't grow up in it my my fights were more because i was called you know just belittled and called fat so much that it just it ended up in fights um but uh I've, i lost a couple there the first few you know because you don't know what you're doing yeah this is how you learn Why? yeah yeah <laughs> you guys had very different upbringings than me <laughs> <laughs> I have soft lover's hands, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my parents were of the, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, <laughs> mine were, maybe not as much as yours, but mine were along the same, along the same line. Yeah. Uh, my dad was always, if I had, you know, was complaining about something, it was like, it was always, uh, are, is it broken? Are you bleeding? Are you dead? If not, go shake it off. Well, one thing I really like about this movie is the acceptance that happens afterwards. That like, is really good. If, because it's not, it's not a beatdown. This isn't a gang initiation. This is okay. We're going to give you some hell, and then we're going to bring you in. This is yeah, more this of is your a, initiation. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. They totally beat that dude's bottom after his baseball game. Yeah, but then mm -hmm. like, and then they got home? drank yeah. beers with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, you want to come out with us later? Yeah. Are you in the the they chubby got him kid? Laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the chubby kid who was getting his feel on at the middle school <laughs> yeah. party. He when they beat him and he's leaving, they toss him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great, yeah. And they're like, why'd you waste a beer? No, I didn't, man. I, you know, he he did his thing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I'm that, just saying, we, okay, we we need more of that. Okay, that skinny blonde middle school kid. Oh the boy, God. yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't he look like a young David Spade? Yeah, kind of. I yeah. can see that. Um, I, was just I can see it, but I don't. I didn't... him growing up into David I love, Spade. <laughs> I love those black and white lined over the belly button pants he was wearing with oh, his yeah. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the precursor to hammer pants. <laughs> now, the, now, I guess it depends on where you go, went to school in the in the in the country. Um, so, like when I was that age, I was already in high school. We had freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and it looked like the way I saw because I, I rewatched the movie earlier today. It looked like it was uh, the years. middle school was was seventh, eighth, and like ninth, mm -hmm. and then you get into high school, which is sophomore, yeah, that's junior, what senior. I grew up in. No, what it was talking about was okay. Well, first off, have we we have we already established that we all had a ninth through twelfth, right? I think we had a conversation about this on another episode. Yeah, I, I had no, nine, you guys all should. of us were. Yeah, I was nine. Middle 10, school 11, ends 12. at nine. Not no. me. So you middle school ended 10, at 11, 12. You had junior high then. Yeah, my okay. junior high was seventh and eighth, and then high school was ninth through twelfth. So where I grew up, we didn't have junior high. We had middle school and high school. But then uh, I gathered from this movie that they had. 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th in high school because the middle school kids from 8th grade were graduating and being brought in as freshmen. And freshmen oh, yeah, is I guess, okay. Yeah. 
They even refer to the other girl as a sophomore. Sophomore, yeah. Okay. Which means that the ones who are in charge of the show or, or the whatever, we're they're juniors, juniors going to becoming seniors, seniors next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was what I'm gathering. All right. We yeah. put that one to rest. That's good. <laughs> I thought it was really funny that the coach's little thing was, you know, the, the, the note, the voluntary, I'm going to be a good boy note. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. The pledge. That was, was such a big deal at the time. Those coaches brought back so many fucking memories. Like, bad memories. I got along. <laughs> I hated the coaches. Yeah, I had some problems with one of my coaches, but then there's another couple that were fucking cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. Just the, I just the, started wrestling. The The coach that was the asshole, that was the one. The other, the one that was cool was, uh, I was all right with that. But, uh, yeah, well, there were, I think that, I think, I think Linkletter went out to my old high school and got, like, the coach for that. <laughs> that whole scene because it was where the one that was being pissed off about not about not having the letter yet that was my high school coach did any of you particularly personally relate to any single character in this um because i i know the one there's one character in this movie was almost a carbon copy of high school me no there wasn't a matthew there but there's rarely a matthew yeah there there wasn't really a dusty in there for me it was the guy who was throwing the house party Oh, oh that, really? that the look, the hair, mm-hmm. the attitude, the stoner girlfriend, the the collection of paraphernalia. The, <laughs> I, I wasn't rich, so but I didn't. But my mom was actually also cool, so whenever I threw a party, she would just find somewhere to be. Uh, it was actually pretty cool in that regard. But that character, like who's ba- who's Bowen Bosses? Yours, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that was me I, the whole time. I'm watching it, remembering. Yep, yep. So there's an interesting little thing with that character. That ca- the guy that played that character um, was such a problem during the filming of the movie that he and Matthew McConaughey actually got into an actual fist fight during filming, like multiple Who times. Um, so Matthew McConaughey's character was not even supposed to have that. It was only supposed to be in like two scenes in the whole movie, but because the guy kept like losing favor with the director, Matthew McConaughey kept getting more and more scenes to fill up. So the ending of the movie where they're on the 50 yard line, it's not supposed to be McConaughey. It's supposed to be the kid that, you know, was going to have the house party giving that speech. So, uh, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, he, he did a good, everything was pretty much ad lib with his whole This is, Whatever, whatever his name is, this is to me like the the iconic role for him. Yeah, like mm-hmm. his all of the quotes that I associate with Matthew McConaughey are from this movie. Be all a right, lot cooler all if right, you did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about high school girls, man. I get older. <laughs> they stay the same. You know, age. now at my age, that used to be funnier. Now it's just kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but you all knew that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. We we all knew that guy. There was there was that guy on campus. But yeah. the funny thing is, uh, in real life, McConaughey was like the youngest out of that whole group, playing the oldest character out of that group. Well, I mean, the middle school kids were clearly well, I mean, of, of the high school. Of the high school, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They at least did a good job casting kids in the kids' role. The teenagers, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because most of the teenagers were born uh, 1970, 1973. Yeah. So. Man, it took me a moment to pick out Ben Affleck. Really? Was yeah. it because his teeth weren't fixed yet? Yeah. <laughs> and he was so skinny. Or Cole Hauser was one that I had never really recognized that it was him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I've only really known him from later movies. And I'm watching him like, <sighs> right? 
Oh. <laughs> so young. Oh, everybody's so young. In, Renee Zellweger's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, is a has a bit part in it. Yeah. Um, Joey Lawrence Adams. Yeah. I love the incredibly awkward high school dance. The oh god, the slow just dance, Chubby. Incredibly <laughs> awkward. And that's the middle dance. school dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The high schoolers didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in the back room with your hand up a girl's shirt, like that was that was middle school. And when he's leaving, and she's like, ah, "No, no," <laughs> and she, then she looks disappointed. Yeah, but I also liked that all the girls in that most of the girls in that dance were taller than yeah. the guys that they were no, dancing. That was fantastic. With. That was a nice touch. <laughs> it shows the 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 terror of the early teens so well. Like, because at that age, you're not you're not confident in your own prowess. You're, you have no sense of your own power. You don't know anything about yeah. you yet. You, yeah, you don't know about you. You don't know what you're capable of. All you really are is a bundle of fear and bravado. <laughs> and this movie showed that so well. Just painful inexperience. It, it was sometimes it was like, even sitting now years later and rewatching it, sitting there is just like, ah, oh, this, this, this was, this was a thing. Yeah. This yeah. was a whole movie was, this was a thing. This it's, was, yeah. I think it's timeless. Yeah. It, it, like I wasn't even alive in the seventies, but everything that happened in that I could relate to even like the old guy. Oh, you're going to be on the North Bay and front team next yeah, year, yeah. right? You guys can make state. Oh, we're, we're counting on you. We're, Nate, we're counting yeah. on you, man. I'm like, why are you? Both of those actors are dead now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I like I like the when the when the kid went in to buy the beer the the, mm-hmm. the store yeah. owner he was just talking to him and and the kid is just regurgitating everything that that Matthew McConaughey's character had said. Well, you see that that's part of what gets missed is that when when something like that happens, you're you're learning. You're a sponge, mm-hmm. yeah. And without acceptance and standing on your own rights, because kids are naturally cruel. You're never going to get away from that. No, um, but. If you do take your licks, you can begin to learn how how things really function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I agree with that. Yeah, that kid had a... I think that kid was essentially being set up in the story to be the, I gro- think if, the cool guy. If I had to hang my hat years. on anyone, it would probably yeah. be that kid. Uh-huh. That, I would say that's the closest to me. Because, yeah. you know. Well, initially, the movie wasn't really supposed to focus a lot on him. It was supposed to focus on the the more football kids than than yeah. that kid. But uh, Linklater, it it yeah, Linklater saw him and said, "Hey, I really like your look." He had the, the he actually still had the long hair. He just looked like a geeky kid, and he's like, "Okay, let's, God, I just wanted to give him a rubber band." Let's <laughs> move this movie, movie a little bit around <laughs> this. And I and I was really happy because initially the the initial. Um, the original idea for the movie, and I'm glad that the director didn't go with this, uh, he wanted to examine a single day in the life of a group of high schoolers, which he did keep with that. But the original part of that was going to be four high school guys uh, in Le Mans listening to an eight-track tape of ZZ Top's Fandango. Uh, the whole movie was going to take place in a car with the characters driving around listening to that. Um, that sounds the, like a fun movie. Yeah, the director of photography described the concept that it would have been two shots, one of a guy putting in an eight-track of ZZ Top's Fandango, and then the others uh, just driving around and talking the whole time with the entire soundtrack just playing behind Kinda them. sounds like Clerks. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just yeah. Easy location. But So I'm glad it, it, it moved from that and went to what it is. I, myself, having not known that once... When I considered myself more of a writer, wrote a screenplay that was almost that exact same con uh, uh, content, except it was to uh, 
uh, a mixtape of 90s songs. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I like the undercurrent of the whole movie of everyone is unsure. Yeah. It does. It does. It plays well. Yeah. Um, because I think everyone has felt that. Mm-hmm. And especially at that age, God, you, you know, shit about fuck, you know, nothing. And, and, and it did. It was showcased well with everybody. I mean, you're supposed to think that that seniors at that point in time in your life are like they know what's going, what what they're going to do with their life. They know what's going <laughs> what, on. What, what's her name? Parker Posey. Oh was my fan god! Fucking hairy bitches. <laughs> Ever lick it. <laughs> Everyone can lick it. Just, what are you looking at, bitch? She was. Oh. <laughs> Let me, <laughs> all of you. That was a quote. <laughs> but I liked how it showed that even like the, the people that when you're in high school, when you're when you're freshmen, you're looking up to the seniors. Even the seniors don't know what they're what they're going to be doing or what they want to do. And that was showcased well with, you know, the, the quarterback kid. You know, he's like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even know if I'm going to come back next year and play football. Well, he was the most forward thinking, I think, of the entire yeah. bunch. Mm-hmm. He even like very at the end of the movie had a quote that I think encapsulated everything that this movie is ultimately saying. And that is, if I ever start referring to these as the best years of my life, remind me to kill myself. Well, and then you had, uh, and well, then you had Matthew McConaughey's little nuggets of wisdom at the end too. You know, where he was like, just L I V I N man, (laughs) just, just, just living. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so a little side note on that, the whole bit about that, that speech that he gives McConaughey's father had actually passed during the filming of the movie. You said that right this time, by the way. Good job. Thank you. Uh, and I'll probably fuck it up on the next time. I'll call you. <laughs> so they had to take a, a, a break during during filming, so he could go and and do the do the the funeral and everything. And when he came back, that was there had been a lot more behind the scenes stuff with the other actor. So McConaughey was put into the into the for that final scene and that speech about L I V L I V I N living. That was just because of you know his dad. Yeah, uh, and it was kind of a neat thing. And you can you can kind of see. And McConaughey has said in in interviews that like he broke down and I see you can see where the the editor cut before McConaughey huh. like starts crying again which is it, it's it's a moving it's a moving point in my opinion I just like the casual brutality of the era has anyone else ever destroyed mailboxes? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Oh, I got a fun story. There's so do I. <laughs> Go ahead. So in the month of October 1997, I got a brand new group of friends because that was my senior year of high school. It just started. I moved to a new high school. It's first three years. I did it one, and then I decided I didn't want to be at that one, and I got a transfer. I had almost no friends at all at the new school until I met a bunch of people at a party. And I met these people at a party uh, in late September, and then the first time I ever hung out with them was October 1st. And we went on a trip to the mall after school. And then one thing led to another. And instead of going to the mall, me and one of my new friends were in the back of a truck of the Matthew McConaughey character, essentially mm-hmm. taking us over the river to another town. While we are in the tunnel that goes out into the river, the truck blew up. And yeah, hang on, hang on, what do you mean the truck blew the up? The truck that we were in caught on fire and exploded in the Mobile Tunnel. So me and the guy who were laying in the back of the truck unsafely jump off, run up. And Did you manage to bring it to a stop? They, got, they brought right. it to a stop and then it exploded. They Jesus. didn't even know it was on fire but because they weren't actually wow. even watching the road while they were driving. But we smelled something in the back. We kept knocking on the window and pointing forward. And then he's like... Oh, shit. <laughs> the truck was on fire. Anyway, 
That was the beginning of a friendship that was really awesome. And well, that entire month, we <laughs> exploding did a, things, we'll, we'll build. We did a lot of drugs. <laughs> yeah. And we did a, got up to a lot of bad things. But I was the oldest member of this group of friends. And then I remember I tended to always kind of be the nanny on that regard. So I would not always engage in some of the more crazy things that they did. So anyway, fast forward. Halloween, 1997. We're all at this party, and for some reason, I decided that I was not going to drink or do any intoxicants that evening. I'm just going to hang out with my buds. And then a whole bunch of them got into a geo tracker. Oh, wow. Uh, listening to Crystal Method oh. and <laughs> driving around an expensive neighborhood, bashing mailboxes, busting out street lamps, those decorative ones and mm -hmm. little subdivisions, and they all get arrested. And I wasn't with them. <laughs> and I remember, well, that month's over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Similarly, uh, I was I was driving my parents. And I think I've talked about the Suburban that I flipped and rolled uh, on, a, on another one of our episodes. But before that happened, uh, we had I had probably put in like nine or ten of my friends into the same Suburban. And we're just driving around, driving around. And one of the guys, Ben, he's like, hey, let's go down and down. There's, there's some there's some like trash cans and mailboxes. Let's go ahead and knock these. I was like, okay, no big deal. So we start taking this, this big 1977 Suburban and like swerving to hit mailboxes and trash cans, hitting them all over the place, breaking things. Somebody had put, had filled their yep. trash can with bricks to go to the dump. And I hit that that trash can with the front end of my parents suburban. no more radiator <laughs> no the front end just kind of the, the the fender just kind of had a big dent in it Ugh. uh the next day uh i think i came clean with this to my parents many many years later and if i didn't then i guess i'm coming clean now um <laughs> <laughs> the next morning my dad's out front wash you know he goes to wash because like every sunday morning he would go to wash uh, the car and he comes in he's like what happened to the car I was like I don't know we were in a parking lot and we came back out from the store and somebody had hit the car well years later I told him you know I think I did told him what exactly had happened um, yeah it was a very good sized dent by hitting nothing but <laughs> a, one of those you know, like 50 gallon drum trash cans filled with with bricks I uh, I never did that with a car <laughs> but one thing I did do that has a, a parallel on the movie is we used to drive around in uh, my friend Scout International, oh, those which are great. had a PA system in it, in the middle of the night through the mall and taunt mall security by driving over the, uh, you know, all those little planter areas mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that are in between with all the nice things. And we just are right over that. And then, of course, you know, after about 15 minutes of that, they'd figure out where we were. And... Uh, and we had a PA, so I would be hanging out the side of this thing that's, you know, just catching a significant amount of air as we go over these large, bumpy objects, just mocking these poor, poor, hardworking mall security you, guys. You, you do that now because you have a PA in your car. No, 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 no. I've mellowed in my old age. <laughs> I, I, I only, I don't tease at random anymore mm -hmm. or, or cause trouble. I, I wait for okay. someone to fuck up. And then I and they just point it out mercilessly. I, I, I think there's a little more justice in how I do it now. <laughs> I had a, I had a 1977 uh, full time four wheel drive Dodge mustard. No, it was mustard yellow, but it was not mustard yellow. It was more like baby shit yellow. It's funny how a nostalgic movie makes us nostalgic, isn't it? Yes, uh, all and those it had cars. A PA system. All the cars uh, were great. Oh. Man. Being a car fan, I, I loved know. every every car I saw in that movie. 
They were all so gorgeous. I wanted all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that 50 cent gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 56 cents per gallon. Fuck, for I would have settled for the 60 cent cigarettes. <laughs> and the dollar ninety nine sixteen dollar weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, that was a half ounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck me yeah they were oh god just so many memories uh i love that scene where the guy goes in to get beer and comes running out and then you think he's robbed him yeah and then a guy comes yeah. up with a gun you're like what what the hell just happened no i paid <laughs> <laughs> and there were there were a couple of scenes it was you know <laughs> fired the gun after the I know. And, <laughs> like and kind of squeezed off rounds after the kid. <laughs> and kind of on that, I think there was a couple cars, if you look closely at some of the cars, like some of the trucks, you can see gun racks with actual guns. It is Texas. Yeah, I, well, I know, but still, it's like, now you would never see that. I mean, you wouldn't even see, if like, 93, I remember going to school and seeing some people with, like, you know, rifles in, the, in their gun racks. So about 93, 94, and then after that, it just kind of... There were a couple kids in, in my high school who, uh, you know, had pickups and, you know, guns. They just locked their truck. Most of the actors did not have Texan accents, except no. the main dude. The main dude did. And that was about it. Nobody else did. Yeah. I didn't, I've, I never knew until I started doing the, the research on here that this was, this was supposed to be in Texas. I had no idea. I Rebel liked Gray. that they didn't. Because, <laughs> no idea. Um, uh, because it makes it more universal, a yeah. universal experience movie. So I think that was the correct call. Ah. All right. Yeah, there were some nods, like the team being the rebels. Yeah. With the rebel gray and and everyone having a gun. Everyone having a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the great state of Texas. God bless it. <laughs> so there were a lot of people that actually at the time that were vying to be in this movie um that are that are really big now. Like Vince Vaughn auditioned for Benny. Uh he was turned Which down. One was Benny? Uh, Benny was, I think it was Cole Hauser. No, no. I don't know who Cole Hauser is either. Yeah. Benny was who Cole Hauser ended yeah, up yeah, playing. Yeah. Um, which one was that? All right. So the group, the, the main, okay. There's the Who's main the guy. The, the, he was the redhead. Okay. Yeah. The, guy yeah. The, curly red mm -hmm. hair. the guy who actually did have the PA who was yelling out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I kind of liked him too. Yeah. He, he got the role instead. Claire Danes auditioned for the role of Sabrina. Glad she didn't. Uh, but was considered too classy by, by the director. Ashley Judd also auditioned for the role of Jody. Okay. Uh, Universal Studios demanded uh, already established young stars and offered the role reportedly that of reluctant football star Randall Pink Floyd to Brendan Fraser, actually. Oh. Yeah. Who, that would have been great. He Brendan turned it Fraser down because great. he no longer wanted to do high school type films. I got to say, though, that, that the star quarterback, he was skinny as fuck. Yeah. Well, like, everybody was. was. Muscle? Everybody was. Everybody was skinny as fucking, except for the, the one chubby kid. It could have been just been That chubby kid wasn't yeah. all that chubby. No, no. But for the time, he, <laughs> yeah. was, he, he was chubby. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Berkley also uh, went in this. John Favreau, um, Mira Sorvino, Ron Livingston all wanted to be in on the movie. Uh, but did not get cast. Mm. Uh, and actually, McConaughey was not originally cast in it, but as the story goes, he had approached the casting director uh, in a bar of the Radisson where they were, where the cast was staying <laughs> and Liquored got so nice. drunk with the casting director, they got kicked out of the bar and he said, why don't you come down tomorrow and hang out? <laughs> and he just got the part of 
Wooderson of what and he the rest has. Is yeah. history. Man, Wooderson was so cool and so lame. Like he's actually <laughs> McConaughey has gone on in interviews and said that he has based that entire character, how he speaks, how he acts, how he looks at life, after his brother. <laughs> that is that is his brother. He he has said, <laughs> which is kind of weird, knowing that you know that line. This is I I get older and they just stay younger, and that that's based off of a family. Thing. I just knew those people. I remember yeah. being like a junior and senior in high school and the girls all being like, oh, I'm dating like this 21 year old. And I remember people were like, oh, that's so cool. But now you look back and you're like, man, that dude what was fucking yeah. creep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you look back like, oh, yeah. God, you just couldn't score it with girls your age, could you? Well, I imagine as life moves on, like the, the void gets different. But when you're when you're that young, like there does need to be protections there you know because you again you know nothing at that age nothing so it is it is way creepy like well, well, we, even at the time math i like my hackles raised when i first saw this movie and matthew mcconaughey is like how long you been, how long you been out buddy i mean well, so i always three, four looked years at, what's going I, on i looked i always looked at mcconaughey's character as he was like 19 like he was like a year like he was not the i thought he was 21 because oh wait you can buy booze at 18 in texas can't you oh well, you can used you? to at be that point too. time so yeah. that changes things because i thought he was 21 because he was buying booze for others yeah. but that's through a pacific northwest lens mm-hmm. honestly i think he was early 20s and still that, just that's kind of what i got hanging too, around you know? yeah okay because i know i was at um uh, Banyan's Ban- Banyan, uh, O'Banion? yeah, O'Banion, yeah. yeah. He, he he had flunked, so he was going to yeah. be like nineteen. So I figured he and McConaughey's character were the same like age, like contemporaries. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no, because McConaughey meant, basically mentioned Wooderson had been out a few years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just didn't Whatever. pick up yeah, on he that. He was a okay. creepy old guy, older. Yeah, yeah. And he looked it Dri- driving up <laughs> that driving hair. Up, oh my god, driving that up Prince to Valiant get fucking hair. Aeros- Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> yeah. Priorities, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the conflicts in this movie are so personal, but none of them are huge. Yeah. Oh no, dominant I, male monkey motherfucker. <laughs> I gotta have a party. Oh no, I gotta show off to this guy to this bully. Oh yeah. no, I gotta get beer. Yeah. Oh no, we gotta get Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, uh, all this, all the scenes that had beer. Um, they were swapped out. There was actual beer, so most of them, when they were showing that they were drunk, pretty much everybody was drunk. Yeah, oh, I believe and, it. Yeah, you can't buy that kind and, of acting. Uh, uh, Linklater didn't want pot on set, but that got swapped out also. Oh yeah. So by the by the end of the party, everybody is hammered, <laughs> just smashed, hammered, and high at the same time. And I'm that was to me a very poignant part of the whole experience was kegs dry mm-hmm. i liked, yeah, I liked the morning after yeah. the whole progression of oh, we're, we're keeping going we're, we're keeping going, keep going. Keeping i'm going. getting my third win but, boys because yeah. when that happens in the movie i felt the same as when it would happen at parties the yeah. party's mm-hmm. over the movie's over yeah the party's over like, everything's oh, coming to an end yeah. and i don't want it to stop mm-hmm. yet you know i love the casual littering the what the casual littering. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> the three kids the- are walking through the neighborhood and he throws up the bottle. Yeah, and they run. <laughs> I, uh, do they still do that? Like uh, the, the emptying of the books? That would probably be like, that would 
get you in trouble was, where they're throwing all their papers at the see, end of the when school I, when I when I was in high school by the time I became a freshman so that was 91 when I became a freshman um, we the lockers were no longer a thing they were taken out you had a set of books for home and you had a set of books for they were in class right? oh, they, we had lockers we did not school. have lockers yeah. like junior high for me was the last time we had lockers is that a thing they don't have lockers anymore I know, I know down in Phoenix, at Does anyone know anyone Moon Valley High School, they didn't have lockers anymore hmm. because there was too much of a possibility for drugs or weapons, even then. So yeah. they pulled them out. The whole like locker bay was taken out. So yeah, I got we, nothing. Yeah, my, my high school didn't have like down the halls, they didn't have lockers in the halls at all, even. That was. If I remember I correctly, saw that in school in movies, and I'm like, oh, that that would that's kind of cool. Yeah, that would be handy. Yeah, I think my high my I think my city had twelve high schools that are twelve, roughly about twelve, maybe. And I know one, if not two, of those in the bad part of town had security scanners. Well, hmm. you know, metal detectors. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no. And holy shit, I remember this. My mom did some teaching, and one of the schools that she worked at was a middle school where they took all the doors off the lockers and made all the kids wear have clear backpacks. They were no longer. Yeah. Wow. Because apparently that middle school had had some crime problem. I don't even think that middle school is still there, but yeah. Jesus. I mean, (laughs) I just want to break some, you know, some mailboxes. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Times are different Mm -hmm. now. I suspect that a lot of people who are significantly, younger than us won't be able to relate to this movie as yeah, much. Not at all. It doesn't have cell phones. It doesn't so have the interconnectedness the, uh, of it. I will say the awkwardness is still there. Everyone, everyone the awkwardness has, is going to be, awkwardness be yeah. all the time going forward. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, that's just a function of age. But now there's that whole extra digital layer of socializing that just... Yeah, because <sighs> in the movie, it, yeah. it was... You know, McConaughey's character, he pulled up to the to the diner. Is like, hey, there's a party out here. Yeah. You know, the, the the moon park. You know, mm-hmm. tell tell everybody. And now it would just be like, hey, let me just get on Facebook and send it to everybody and never have to say a word. So I agree with you there. I mean, if this movie were done today, it would be a vastly different movie. But I think what you said about the awkwardness would still be prevalent. I think there's somewhere there's somewhere people who are way younger than us could still hang their hat on, but. Yeah, it's schools have gotten grim, man. Yeah. I, I I miss the concept of I don't like you, you don't like me. Punch, drink, yeah. yay, we're friends. Yeah, you know? I would not want to be a kid in high school today. No, not really. I honestly wouldn't want to be a kid today at all. <laughs> well, there's that too. Well, because we're you and I are in that that same little weird bracket of the uh, last of the Gen Xers. Yeah, the last yeah. of the Gen Xers. That whole that what's now considered a zenial. Um, a what now? Zennials that are born at like from like 1977 and 1983. We still had everything that was analog, and we were just getting into the digital world. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, I know. That, that's I know. the it's, end of the Gen I, X. I, that's yeah, me. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. in that. You're you're on. I think on on just on the other. side I was side 79. Of it. Yeah, they, okay. they they have to yeah. be at least a decade. Otherwise, the, these micro things are just bullshit. Yeah. Well, part of the concept is that your formative years included both no technology mm. and technology. And that's a very limited period of time. Yeah, my as, first phone was rotary. Yeah. As, the, in, <laughs> yeah. as the information age is happening, where certain people who are either queens or teens who grew up both having a wall phone and then being exposed to things like the internet. Cradle modem. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Watch yeah, war games, then you'll see a lot man, of that. Man, I, I, I honestly, I like, coupler. I yeah. like my age. I think it's, it's the best because I have seen us go. I, I constantly feel like I'm living in the future. Like my entire experience is a, is a Jetsons like wonderment. And it gets better every year. I we I get agree. awfuler as a species, but the stuff, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the you, stuff is amazing. <laughs> it does get better and better. Yeah. Um. So a couple of other things on this, uh, as I know you always ask, like on the budget and whatnot. Yeah. What you got? Uh. So this movie couldn't have been that expensive. No. It six point nine million. Nice. Yeah. This is this is well nice. under even what indie is today. Yeah. That's indie great. Is like no less than like twenty million. Yeah. Um, 6.9, it made, uh, 7.9 million in the theaters and it was deemed a, a critical failure, but it is made cult status because it now has, a, it's a part of the Criterion collection and people of, you know, of oh, our yeah, generation. Money was made on yeah, this movie. Though. Yeah. If, more, more, more on, uh, VHS rentals and, and just, you know, VHS, uh, uh, purchases. I think everyone, my age group had this on VHS and yeah. then probably again on DVD and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now has access to a streaming service that has. Yeah, it. We, I mean, we, it, it, we've got it on VHS. Oh, I mean, it continues to make we, money. We did I'm sure. like we my senior year. Like we would go over to my buddy Heath's place, and it was like swingers and and this. Yeah, tell me more about Keith Swingers. <laughs> huh? Uh, this movie, the movie Swingers, and uh, oh, oh the movie something swingers. Else. That's way less fun. Yeah, I never. I didn't even see this movie until I was in my twenties, and I I lamented it. It's like, why did I not see this? I saw it when it came out. I was yeah. uh, oh dazed uh, and confused. Or yeah, something. okay. What was but I, I did see Empire I Records. Yeah, yeah. Empire Records was another was another yeah. one for us. Several of the same cast members from mm-hmm. this are yeah. in Empire Records. Um, yeah. now I'd like to juxtapose this against Ferris Bueller, the other one that was the yeah. the close one. I think that this Ferris Bueller is way more fun. But I think this is by far the better movie. I agree. And I'm glad I agree. It won. Yeah. I, I'm glad it won. I'm glad it won. <laughs> Me um, too. Ferris Bueller is about one snotty kid and his hijinks yeah. that he gets into. Uh-huh. And while it does have the, oh, yeah. A song, lot of it is ridiculously bow, bow. unrealistic. Yeah. This is, it's, it's far more insightful. And I'm, I'm honestly glad it won. Yeah. Me too. The word man in this movie was said uh, 203 times. How many of those were by... Uh... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, Slater? I, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. all of them. <laughs> uh, and, then the, and then fuck was used man, uh, 59 times. Shit, man. Now, yeah. it's weird because the studio was... Uh, they they want, they want gave it a, a PG-13 rating. Mm-hmm. And the director screamed and hollered. He's like, we say the, the word fuck like 50 plus times. And when it came out, the studio backtracked and said, oh, we should have given this uh, an R rating. Oh, and you needed to have more nudity in it. And they, like, hammered on the director for not having any new, nude scenes in it. I think that's fine. This was yeah. about high schoolers. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's and I was, after I was found out about that nugget, I was like, these are supposed to be about high schoolers. Now, I know yeah. there are movies that high schoolers do, you know, they get naked in. But this is a very, this is one day, 12 hours yeah, uh, and, and and it's not, and it wasn't, and nothing was supposed to be overtly sexualized. I mean, there were there were comments and and things which which was funny, but it was not a let me see your tits, let me see. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do the the I guess the Porky's route. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was uh, that you know. While I probably would have liked it at the time, fuck what twenty years later, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the music for a minute. Every oh. song was spot on. Yep. The theme matched the moment. Mm. The yes. lyrics 
frequently echoed what was happening on the screen. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, Linklater uh, kind of... He and Cameron Crowe are a lot alike. Their music pushes the the, the film, and the the budget for the movie was was six point nine million, and one sixth of that went to licensing licensing right. the rights for a lot of the songs, including Bob Dylan's Hurricane, Foghat Slow Ride, Paranoid, Skinner's Thursday's Gone, and Aerosmith's Sweet Emotion, which was in the opening sequence. But they said no to letting it be on the actual soundtrack. Oh my god! And uh, um, initially, the director went to Led Zeppelin and said, "Hey, I want to use um, one of your songs uh, for this, uh, the Dazed and Confused song, uh, also rock and roll for the movie playing during the end credits." Page said yes, um, and uh, Robert Plant said, "Yeah, fuck you! You can't give me enough money to to license it for this movie," which is too bad. Yeah, but that soundtrack, you are right. It is like it is one of the best soundtracks ever put out. I don't know if it's one of the best soundtracks ever put out. I can think of a lot of soundtracks that I like better. I will say it is one of the most apt okay. soundtracks that have that it like was spot on mirroring every, as to yeah. what's happening in, in yeah. the movie. Okay. Like those songs, I don't I don't give a shit about any of those songs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't particularly care for them. I grew up listening to songs like uh, all of these songs. So just they were always playing yeah, in the me house. Too. My but, parents had good taste in music. Sorry. Oh, but, <laughs> for me though, I just noticed like something would happen and a song would kick on, and I'd hear the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it's like ah, yeah, like when they're well cru- when they're cruising and you, the fog hat slow ride is playing yeah. and they're just yeah. all uh-huh. cruising. Is this where we give the ratings? How many joints would you give this song? How many joints <laughs> would I give this song? Well, oh, the man. movie. I would say no. I'd say kegs. kegs. How many kegs out of ten? Is it, is this ten kegs? No, no. How many? Butt smacks. Oh, paddles. Yes. <laughs> How, How many, many paddles? paddles? <laughs> How many paddlings? Uh, let's say out of 10. How many ass paddlings would you give to a freshman? Actually, for just the, this movie, <laughs> I think this is I think this is almost a near perfect movie. I'm, I'm going to, this is a I'm 10 gonna, paddle. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with a 10 paddle. Yeah. Nathaniel? I have absolutely zero complaints about this movie. It's Seriously. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. This is a perfect movie. I think That's exactly is, what yeah. it set out to do. Yeah. And, and ten out of ten ass yeah, whippings. Linklater tried to recast uh, this. This is a movie that's almost like a lightning in a bottle movie, and Linklater tried to recapture it by doing Everybody Wants Some, which came out a couple a few years ago. I, I it was on Netflix. I took the time to sit down and watch it. It it was pathetic. It was horrible. The closest thing that I've ever experienced to this movie. Okay, well, this is a party movie. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a slice of life, but it is one of those that falls into the big party. Mm-hmm. The closest thing that I can think of of a movie that fills a similar feeling for me. It's a little bit zanier, but it still it fits that niche, and that is can't hardly wait. I can agree with that. It's the nineties. Party senior movie. party everybody is we've just graduated we're having our party tonight at the big at house mm-hmm. who dumped who who's trying to get with who who's, who's going where plans, who's staying who's getting trapped in the bathroom with someone they didn't want to get trapped there mm-hmm. you got the german exchange student who can't speak a word of english except what people are telling them to say it's it the oh and then the old guy shows up at the end and uh but he's not like matthew mcconaughey he's totally lame <laughs> <laughs> it's he's that 35 year yeah. old in the club you know just like yeah. still trying to his shirt open trying to like you know bobbing his head to the side no it was a sad broken down has been football player well, no, I'm saying that's, that's kind of like what, yeah. what i in pictures anyway yeah that's the only movie that really comes even close to me to I, I don't have anything i'd measure this against one yeah. thing i really did like uh, it's more insightful yeah uh, movies like this there there are movies that 
um, little things where people will do a lot of techno babble in. Like you'll see it with movies that have computers. Somebody will say something that sounds really, really neat, and it sounds like, like they know meta- what they're talking about. Movies will yeah, be it too. sounds like they're talking about it. Now, being being a gearhead, the the scene where McConaughey is <laughs> yeah, he yeah. and his buddy are talking about his car, and he's running down. Everything was spot on with that, and it made me very happy. I was so very <laughs> happy catching it this last time because I, I, you know, I was just getting in the in the cars when this movie came about. Yeah. But yeah, hearing everything was very, very nice. Cool. Well, we're, we're running a bit high on time here. You guys want to take it to the next segment? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. Thank you for letting me close out with that. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment. All right. Hi, everyone. This is your favorite host, Matthew. This week's episode is brought to you by Guardian Games, who we are proud to have as our sponsor. Guardian Games is Portland's largest gaming store. They have almost every game you can think of, be it role-playing, board game, card games, miniature games, even video games. They also have a ton of gaming-related material and some pretty neat swag. I mean, the D20 fuzzy dice that go in your mirror, that's good stuff. If if you're 21, uh, you can have a drink in the back at the Critical Sip. Booze makes gaming better. Always has, always will. There's free games back there. You'll love it. Uh, They also have a friendly and incredibly knowledgeable staff, and they are the hub of a diverse and friendly gaming community. Um, If you're in Portland, you definitely want to go to Guardian Games. There we go. That chest with my man titty. I keep bumping it with my man titty. Man titties. Moobs. Moobs. <laughs> Speaking of moobs, let's bring this to the gaming table. We've got... Uh, you know he's going to leave that in. Too, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> we have a shitload of characters yeah. in this. So, Dusty, lead us in by talking about them. Normally, I would I would give the you know the 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 actor and then who they're playing and then go through like hey they've also just in case you don't know they've been in X Y and Z just movie too many but this movie has so many people so we're just gonna do a rundown of the people and who they played and then go from there so we're just gonna start at the top of the list uh, Jason London who played uh, the quarterback Pink now one of the London twins mm-hmm. yeah. this is very true there are uh, several sets of twins in this movie. Um, Oh yeah! Oh, cool. Didn't a couple. That. I think at least two sets. Is, is this the alignment section? Is that what we're doing here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's captain of the football. Dude, yeah, captain. Whatever. He's got it good. Got it good. Yeah, got yeah. it good. Cheated on his girlfriend. Otherwise, I would have put him as lawful because he was trying didn't, to stay to his conviction. Didn't want. Yeah. To, didn't want to sign the piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like if if he didn't have that scene with the sister, I would have gone for it. Then we have Joey Lauren Adams uh, playing Simone Pink's girlfriend. Oh, almost not. She's yeah. almost yeah. an NPC. Yeah. I mean, she pretty Skip. much is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's not a PC. Uh, Milo Jovovich playing Michelle. I will be so upset if you can say that name right and you got it right there and I fuck up on it every time. <laughs> that will really annoy me. <laughs> she was basically almost an NPC, NPC yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did She did uh, d- do the, the makeup on the, the Kiss statues. Yeah. She's just a weird, quiet girl. Yeah. I don't know. Which that's... every group had. Yeah. So the the artistic quiet girl, I would. I don't know if she's yeah. an NPC, but I'm not going to argue the point. Okay, and then we have Sean Andrews playing Pickford. Anyway, her alignment is lawful yum. Oh, <laughs> which one? Pickford. Pickford. Uh, uh, he was the one that had the house for the yeah, party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, I'd. It's hard with teenagers again. Well, because, because they have the teenager yeah, alignment. They're teenagers. So. Chaotic good. I, mean, yeah. I just yeah. most go everyone here yeah. is going to be chaotic good. Yeah, uh, pretty uh, much. You know. 
the the one I have a couple that I would say are a little more brutal. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Uh, Abanyan. Yeah. Abanyan. Uh, yeah. Rory Cochran, pl- who played Slater. <laughs> the stoner, the heavy stoner. <laughs> Oddly, okay, so a little bit of, of production on you know, that. He was the only one who really didn't have any long hair. I saw when I was looking at the IMDb mm. to get some names for, for something else. He did not, he doesn't look anything like himself. No. Well, he doesn't look like he did then. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He, he became an old man. <laughs> like a very yeah. old man. But it, it, it was literally the, he got the, they gave him the wig that has the hat on it, mm-hmm. like the $5 yeah. hat wig <laughs> to wear. So yeah, none of, none of that was his real hair. So yeah, uh, Slater. Slater? Again, chaotic good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he didn't seem bad. The way he breaks the rules are not bad. Mm, true. Yeah. Uh, Adam Goldberg, who played Mike. Mike was Mike was the one that that, that had the the great insight on himself. He didn't go back to the greaser and the fight. Um, I want to say lawful because he he knew he was going to lose, but he also he stood up for he also himself. Knew what he had to do, yeah. I, I and he he had pretty strong ethics throughout the whole thing, as did yeah, his, his, his companion. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm the whole, go lawful good on that. All one. right. Uh, and his companion, Anthony Rapp, uh, played, you know, played Tony. Yeah. yeah, Very lawful good, I think, because he was always like, this initiation you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he went along with it, but he was very vocal, and this is not, should not be done. Yeah. Uh, and then Sasha Jensen, who played Don. <laughs> the eyebrow kid, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Cro-Magnon kid. Yeah. But I really liked him. Yeah. He was oh, hilarious. Uh, the David Spade. Yeah. The future no, David no, Spade. No, no, no. The one that had the overalls on. He was on the football team. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah, the yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The eyebrows. Yeah. The pokey eyebrows. It was like yeah. a unibrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, Troy from high school. That's you. <laughs> I was going to say so uh, you know. Dave Halleck. That's, that's you. you. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Danny Warner. Uh, yeah, that's 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 him. All right. Uh, oh, anyway, Catacut. Yeah. Uh, then we have Marissa <laughs> Ribisi, who is the twin to Giovanni Ribisi, the uh, the actor. Okay. Um, she was the redhead that uh, oh. that liked Matthew McConaughey's character. With the poofy hair. Yeah, yeah. poofy yeah. hair. They rode around with really bad uh, Anthony Rapp and Adam Goldberg. Uh, uh, Catacut. I, I almost she NPC. Did, she, she didn't have. Oh well, no, she had a lot of lines, but um, I don't. I don't think she gave me a chance for a moral standpoint. She was just chaotic. Chi- no, she was like neutral, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. neutral, chill. We got to come up with like special teenager alignments here. Because, we should. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spend some time on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just come up with them on the fly. So we got neutral, right. chill. Mm-hmm. Michelle Burke, who played Jody, which uh, was? that was that. I, she was the one that that uh, pink kissed at the end in the in the in the forest the older sister yeah of, the older of sister the, of, the, young of kid. the kid yeah. yeah um she struck me as lawful good yeah i could see that because she was always like no you guys don't worry about it you're gonna make it through yeah she was, she was kind to the to the people under her while obeying the dictates she tried to be as good as she could within the confines I'll, I'll of give her that. roles yeah, yeah yeah she started to develop her own actual alignment yeah then we <laughs> have cole hauser who played benny the the redheaded guy. He was kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. he was kind of a dick. I'd go with <laughs> no uh, wait, but he did throw that kid a beer. Yeah, and Don but was he, upset. But he that was he threw always him. going. I mean, he was always with yeah with Abanian, with Abanian yeah. and then the other guy. Yeah. Um, While they were assholes, mm-hmm. I don't know that that makes them evil or even neutral. Okay. Um, I think so. We just want to blanket that everybody is like either lawful or chaotic good. Yeah. Well, well I mean, 
within with the confines of their culture of being a dick. Th- th- they have to they have to be judged within their culture. Yeah. So I I would say, I mean, chaotic neutral is too strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe lawful neutral. Do let's you think? Give it, let's, because... give a, let's give them a new one. Uh... Dictine. <laughs> well, I mean, well, there were, I mean, there were classes in high school. Lawful I mean, dude. Lawful dude. He was lawful he dude. Class. Let's see. What... Yeah. That's true. I mean, they, they were they were they were using their powers not yeah. for good, <laughs> not for good, but for dudeness. For for terrify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had Christine Harnos, who played K. K. K? Yeah, K. Who was which, which one was K? I I, I, don't, I don't remember. Know. Yeah, uh, NPC. Okay. Uh, yes. Wiley Wiggins, <laughs> who played Mitch the kid. Mitch. Mitch. Uh, Mitch is awkward, awkward always cool. Pick, always yeah, touching yeah, his nose. Awkward, awkward cool. <laughs> awkward he was cool. awkward cool. Probably yeah. has boogers in the hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have his, his friends, uh, Mark Vandermeulen, Esteban Powell, and Jeremy Fox. Uh, Jeremy Fox played Hirschfelder, who was the chubby kid. Uh, and then Carl, who I think... Uh, like and, and, no points in strength, all in charisma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then we move on to Ben Affleck, who played O'Banion. I would say the, that the chaotic, chaotic dick, the, yeah, chaotic <laughs> dick, dick. Out of the whole, the flunked chaotic dick. Yes, yeah, he was a dick. Uh, Jason O. Smith, who played Melvin. You know, I gotta bust in real fast. Yeah. I knew two people who repeated uh, a year, and they were both incredibly nice people. Mm-hmm. I've I've never like this this trope of the second year senior usually as being the bully. Yeah, or was, stupid. Yeah, yeah, or or stupid. I've never actually seen that in real life. The two people that I was close to. You know, went to parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who did repeat? Were both incredibly kind people. It, it's usually the people are in that area are usually like victim of circumstance, like something happened, maybe it was, like it family, was a family thing yeah. or medical reasons, and they had to, they just had to maybe do redo a couple classes. Yeah. Or I don't think I've ever encountered anybody that was like held back because they were, you know, they just flunked everything. Yeah. It was usually just because of circumstances. Uh, and then we have Parker Posey playing Darla. God, still yum. Chaotic bitch. Yeah. No, chaotic, chaotic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she was awful. Air I mean, she was raid she's great. I love yeah. Parker Posey, but she was I mean, she bitch. she owned the fuck out of that character. Hey, <laughs> oh, could you be God. a bitch? Oh, just just watch. <laughs> and I'm going to do it with grace, motherfucker. Oh, have you have you seen Josie and the Pussycats? Yes. She I think because of I a 12-year-old girl. Th- I think that her that that's the same person. I think it's just her grown up in that care as that character. Uh, Who else we got? Matthew McConaughey playing Wooderson. Chaotic, cool. chaotic, dude. chaotic dude, chaotic dude. <laughs> chaotic <laughs> dude. Uh, no, he was more neutral. There was no chaos. He was laid back. He was cool. He just went with the flow. This is lawful. What lawful, dude. I was, yeah, I think he was. Just no, because all you got to do is just L I V I N. Just keep living. <laughs> I think that's neutrality. I think right, he was. I'm, I'm, I'm content to be overruled. Yeah. On. <laughs> uh, and then, and then we have basically another NPC, but Catherine uh, Morris. She was the the girl that uh, Mitch was really into, the sophomore. Yeah, NPC. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then everybody else, just teachers and and you know other. We students. can't talk about it, right? But I, I really, real fast, I really loved their teacher. The uh, the one well, they, they told us we'd be here twenty five and twenty five are only coming back. <laughs> I love him. All right, carry on. That that's, was good. Everybody else is just teachers or yeah. uncredited or that was that was the bulk of the of the main cast. All right. Mm. Well, um, 
where does this going to go? Where, where does this story go? This next? one was really hard. I um, I, was, I would think so. I think college. It, it would have to go to college. What? Not the end of the summer? Like, no, nah, going back to school. I mean, you could, but it would be more of the same. I don't see it as a story progression as much. I think it would be more interesting to see them in college as as the seniors become the hunted. That's where I think the story would go. I don't, I, you know, I just don't know. This is hard because what this is, is, is a slice of life. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to put on paper, well, which is why this movie yeah. is so great. Um, I'm certainly not of the caliber to write it, but um, I don't know. I'm Ideas? thinking that this movie could serve as a, you know, a one shot game that leads into, uh, opens a small campaign where, we keep slicing back into their lives over the next year of school because hmm. we have concluded a year that we know almost nothing about, but now we have everything we need to set up a story following these characters. Like mm-hmm. we have budding romance. We have, is this guy going to actually play football or not? We have, did Love they triangle. go see Aerosmith? We have, where, where is this going? Did oh, O'Bannon we got, graduate. we got a guy <laughs> who's setting himself up with a villain. So, you know, the, the greaser, is he going to cause trouble for the point. dork? Is, well, is Wooderson going to go back to junior college or stay working? Because yeah. he made that comment at the, yeah, at did, the Emporium. Yeah. Yeah. And is Parker Posey going to make that girl's life a living, a living hell. hell? Like she promised. Or is she just going to drunkenly forget? I think Parker forget? Posey should be the villain. <laughs> That would be good. Or or the greaser and Parker Posey yeah. getting uh, a little love connection there. Mm. Evil squared. <laughs> What's going to happen with the relationship between the dude and his girlfriend? I'm guessing it's going to die over the summer. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then you the know, next year is going to be awkward. I don't think he was evil, though. Wait, who? The greaser? or the? Yeah, the greaser. Like, he wasn't bad. I just think he was conflicted. He, did. He, he wandered by and said something fucking snarky. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said something that would have got the attention of making him think he was, that was a cop that was at a party. Yeah, like, I mean, reefer. yeah, he he's went by and acted like a dick and got called out for it. I don't think that makes him bad. He pressed it a little hard and then he shoved. Um, I mean, the dude had some anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's a dick. <laughs> I think we have a good setup for what if this were a television show, something like Freaks and Geeks following in uh, a year in the life of these students. Um, that, that was actually done after the movie came out. There was a TV series. It yeah. was Dazed and Confused. Uh, really? what, just what so about, you know, yeah, that about, was done. Uh, it didn't last long. It didn't no, even it was, last a season. Um, is Kids on Bikes too old for this? Kids on Bikes is very niche, and it's definitely more about adventure. Yeah. Isn't that more like Stranger Things? Kids on Bikes of? could do something like Stranger Things or a Stephen King story or Stand okay. By Me. Because I know we've you know, talked about it a couple of times. Yeah, I've got it. It's, a, it's actually a really cool game. What... We want to focus on for a game inspired by this movie is we want to stick to that slice of life. We want conflicts. It's got to be relationships too. Relationship driven mm-hmm. conflicts. Yeah. Just high school yeah. drama. Small, immediate, oh, personal, and the most important thing in the world at that exact period of time that matters nothing on the grand scheme of life. Is there a John Hughes role playing game? There almost has to be, isn't there? We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, really? So, <laughs> okay. we, we definitely want to focus on character relationships. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an NPC-heavy game. You're going to have, um, I mean, if we're only going to do it with a small group of people, which most gaming groups are yeah. going to be, you might have four, maybe five players for something like this, and each one's going to play a student. You know, if I were to run Dazed and Confused the next year as a game, as like a, as a mini-campaign, 
I'd probably focus on, I'd have everybody in the same grade. It, it just gets a little awkward when people are in different grades. Yeah. So I would have everybody in the same grade. So we'd either play the You'd middle schoolers the, the coming football. in. Yeah, but I was just saying, are you going to stay with the football team? I think it would be more interesting or, to go yeah, with the, the seniors. middle schools. Okay. Yeah. They definitely have more developed characters. They do. And, and they have more yeah. drama. They've already, <laughs> they've already had three years of drama to, you know, going yeah. in. Yeah. They, okay. I, I mean, we really only actually have two middle schoolers of note that are interesting enough to even be PCs. And one of them was very passive and casual and didn't really do much but hang around. Mm. And then the other guy was just, you know, coming into his own. He might be an interesting character as well, but DM can run him role playing a lot on his own. He's a yeah. side, he's like a side plot character, yeah, pretty side much. plot character. So we'd focus on the high school characters. We or well, we focus on the seniors and follow them and see what relationships mattered to them. Um you would have a very NPC heavy game. We would just constantly, we would build out a class. Yeah. We'd sit down. We'd say, okay, where do you sit in this classroom? And we'd map it out. There's a role playing game that does this as part of the game creation mechanic, and it's called Monster Hearts. Mm-hmm. Monster Hearts is an apocalypse world based role playing game of teenage, paranormal teenage, teenage romance. It is a role-playing game that takes place in high school where some of the characters are also monsters. Now, you can use that literally, as in there's literally a vampire and a werewolf and a banshee and a witch. and I, I don't all think to play out. this movie. But. However, <laughs> you can also use it figuratively. You can have those, like, your character is the werewolf, but really what that means is that, that your character is driven by rage and, you know, lashes no out kind of stuff. Okay. I want it to be eyebrow kid. That, that looked like werewolf eyebrows to me. It, you know, okay, <laughs> you're talking about the physical aspect, but if we're going to do something like Monster Hearts, you want to focus more on the the metaphor. And I don't think he's that ragey. <laughs> that Monster no, Hearts, I don't was... think would quite work, but it does have a good game setup mechanic where you sit down and. Depending, it doesn't really matter what grade you're in. The game kind of assumes you're all in the same homeroom. Yeah. And you map out the desks in the homeroom and who sits where. And then you fill the rest of them in. And as you do so, you name these characters. You're like, okay, who's sitting next to you? Oh, you're sitting next to the exchange student. Who really hates them? Oh, that's George. George sits over here. What's George's thing? Yeah. Okay. You kind of build out a relationship map oh, as fucking you George. go. <laughs> Sound cool? Yeah, works for me. I think it would be hard to get away from the paranormal because you'd have to cut that. I the, think, okay, okay yeah. with using because, the paranormal, you basically then have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, Monster Hearts can play Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It or has one of the characters. High, you know, yeah, is one of the characters like is called The Slayer. Okay. Uh, Monster Hearts is interesting in that the game changes drastically based on which characters you have. So you got the mm-hmm. vampire, you got the slayer, you got, the, or the chosen one, I think they're called. The vampire, the chosen one, the yeah. witch, the mortal the giles okay uh, whatever you've got all these characters that depending upon who is present in any one game it vastly changes the way the game is going for example if you just have like the the werewolf the vampire and the human and the witch it becomes a game about all of them interacting with each other if someone says i want to play the chosen well guess what you are now playing buffy the vampire slayer like the whole game yeah, is no going to resolve, that revolve around that character yeah. and it, it takes that into account when it tells you listen this character changes the game, but that's not a bad thing. It just matters on what kind of game you want to run. Okay. The reason I'm recommending Monster Hearts, at least initially for a little bit, 
is that relationship system built into it. Your characters start the game knowing each other, having history with other, having right. opinions about each other, and being able to use those relationships as hard, tangible mechanics. I can I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I can see you can kind of uh, manipulate it to where it's not so much supernatural, but using those elements. And that would that sounds reasonably good. And essentially, they're called strings. Your character has a, a I have a string on you because uh, I know that you really like me. Or you have a string on me because you read my journal. Or we have strings on each other because... Is that like influence? Because or? we hooked up at this party this I one think it's time. just like not like knowledge. Like I know yeah, this about you. I don't think it's essentially... Yeah, I don't think it's like, yeah. like being like... Um, bound or anything like in vampire or something yeah, like it's that more of a it's 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 more of a tangible metaphor of relationship so you can i'm going to spend that string to get a plus one on my next roll with roll with the help or against you kind of thing it's kind of like say you have two kids that are that grew up next to each other and they go they go into school and then that one one of them decides to be completely different and then that uh, next one goes hey i know what you are really like so yeah. fucking stop oh no i got it okay monster hearts is a fun game I wouldn't do it for this, though, because, again, it's going to take a lot of effort to strip out the paranormal aspects of it. Underneath it, it's got a nice sub layer. Mm. And I guess you could still do it. You could still use the base mechanics, the string system, the classroom building system, and then strip out all the supernatural stuff and just call it good. Just go from there. Because this is very low key. This is slice of life. These they're not going to go save the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One of the big, the, they're going the big to get issue is, do we have beer for the party? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need superpowers to do something like that. So instead, I am presenting a game called School Days. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, so have I. By Tracy Barnett. School Days, the back, the, I'll read the back. Grade cards, dating, sports, teachers, parents, friends it's 7 15 a.m the first bell rings at about 15 minutes where are you and what are you doing school days high school role playing hmm. it is a game based uh, or heavily inspired by such wonderful movies as ferris bueller's day off mm-hmm. right the breakfast club american pie uh even buffy the vampire slayer it's got different like campaign models in the back and one of oh, them cool. is vampire hunting but you build a class. Mm-hmm. You have very basic characters. You have uh, subjects that you're good at, subjects that you're bad at. You How have is conflict. It's is... very. You just roll a number of d sixes, and you want mm-hmm. to get a five or higher. I mean, it's a very basic, simple mechanic. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a small book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an extremely light, fast-moving game that focuses more heavily on telling a cool story about a situation. Oh no, right. we got to go buy some beer. So let's talk about some of the. Let's talk about some of the conflicts that happen in this movie. I'm going to go flirt with the sophomore, and I've got three <laughs> different people now dragging me aside, telling me three different bits of advice on how to flirt with her. Right. <laughs> Which one do I use? Roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got to go buy beer, and I'm a freshman. How how do I how do I get the beer? Well, that guy fucking nat twenty. That rolls. Oh I'm god, yeah. <laughs> That was a critical success. <laughs> that that was that was amazing too. Conflict. You're we 18, need, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to escape from the seniors. We just got to play it cool. We got to buy booze. We got to escape from the angry gunman. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to win my baseball game. I my conflict is I need to stand up to the greaser and not die. <laughs> like this it's is all, true. Yeah, it's but, all high school conflicts and high school things. I dig it. What I like is that you're not going on a grand adventure unless that adventure is we all need to pile into the car and go get Aerosmith tickets. Yeah. What's and then gonna, that's a whole yeah. other what ensues on the road what ensues or on what the road. ensues when yeah. we get there. Yeah. Which could be a very good, a long, drawn out game session. Yeah. If I were to run a game of this based on Days and Confused, I would want to do it. Uh, pick some scenes over the summer as flashback material, but don't play them out initially. Yeah. Like, have them, in fact, there's a set of playing cards, well, they're not playing cards, but they're playing card size game tools that I've used called uh, backstory cards. Mm -hmm. uh, you use backstory cards when you start a brand new game. You can use them to build a history between your group. You set up events, something that we are all attending, maybe uh, different factions that we know about, different people that we know about, and different places okay, and groups or whatever. And then this card is like, this group hates you for some reason. You don't know why, but that player does. Mm -hmm. What is that reason? And so on and so on. You know, it, it creates things. The two of you, whenever event is mentioned, you and the player sitting to your left, shut up and okay. get, or get quiet. Why is that or something? Yeah. What I would love to do is use that, use those cards to establish what happened during the summer. But then use, leave them loose, leave them open. Like, okay, you and her, for some reason, didn't actually end up going anywhere with that kiss. M Mitch, you got addicted to alcohol. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't show Your up. Your grades plummeted. Your grades plummeted. And then we would play it out throughout the year, but we wouldn't go day by day. Yeah. We'd, okay. you know, we'd, we'd play out a scene that happened, maybe a couple scenes in a day. This is going to be a hard night. one. I mean, that, that works for it. That this system works for it, but just getting the game set, yeah. like your 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 hook, is going to be the difficult yeah. one. Yeah, but I, I like that setting. I like this the school day setting. So the way this game builds an adventure is it calls it a group project. Hmm? A group project, what other games call adventures or scenarios, take place over a set period of time. Most take place during a single school day. Each group project contains a class roster with descriptions of the major NPCs, as well as their motivations, and a basic syllabus that describes the plot. Really hammering down on the school terms in this book. Uh, yeah, I noticed that flipping through. They really doubled down on it. <laughs> you choose a theme, such as homecoming, spring break, a zombie outbreak, etc. Uh, you choose, make up some NPCs that are other students in the group, maybe a teacher or something, give each one a motivation. Uh, and then you set a time frame. Uh, this group project will come to its natural conclusion in a day, a week, a month, a grading period. You decide. The easiest thing to do is the party. The big party's coming up. Yeah. Who's going to be there? Who's going with you? Uh, what are you going to wear? Uh, how are you going to get into those pants? That's going to be a conflict mm -hmm. roll. Let's roll yeah. the dice to see if you can actually get those Locate pants up. Locate pliers. Locate pliers. <laughs> Where are death pliers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You broke conflict. the tooth off. Yeah. The keg arrived early. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. You just totally fucked up your convinced dad not to leave roll or convinced dad not to stay a roll. Now you got to find a new place for the party. Where's mm -hmm. this going to go? The parents that were still locked in the 50s but wearing the leisure suit. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man, that dad, his gleeful look I every know, time. Busting group after group. <laughs> Standing in the door with, like, the, the Superman stand. Yeah. <laughs>
This game even comes with a complete sample class roster I saw that you that. can yeah. use as a, a setup for your school. Uh, it's even got alternate settings. It's got the saved by the hell mouth, they call it. <laughs> and it's got another one called uh, From Whom the Bell Trolls, which is basically wizard school Harry Potter. Uh, How the West was fun. So Wild West High School, uh, mm, Miss Millie's yeah. Learning Wagon. <laughs> uh, 2101, a school odyssey in space and so on. It looks like it would work. I, and I'll tell you honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd play that. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm You want to kill zombies and kill orcs, right? Well, I mean, I, I play role-playing games for an escapism. I certainly don't want to relive high school. If I look yeah. back at these as the best years of my life, I'm just going to put a bullet in my I, I don't I well, don't know play, if I would man. want to well, I don't know play. if Give I would want to go back. To, <laughs> I don't know if I would want to play a game that would go back and and go through. high school was not all that fun for me. You I know, mean, I'll I honestly be honest. had fun. I just didn't I, I wouldn't want to revisit it. I would leisure. play this, but I don't play or run Monster Hearts anymore. And there's a reason for that and it's because I'm an old man and one of the mechanics is the sex move. Whenever your character has sex with another character in the game, be it a PC or an NPC, depending upon your class, your sex move happens. Yeah. What's your okay. sex move? Your sex move is some kind of a power. Uh, for example, when I think the witch has sex with someone, she gains strings on them by by learning more about them. Actor. When the vampire has sex with someone, they gain some power over them or Anyway, there, there's all there's when you have well, sex. With someone okay, how that often does that come out in the game? Not as well, often as we'd like in high it's school. It's a mechanic. Okay, which means players try to make it happen as often ah, as okay. they can, just like in, in high school. Fiction. Okay, and at first I was like, you know, this is kind of fun, and then I was like, I just. I'm tired of role-playing kids having sex. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, that I, needs to go into our super cuts. Right there. <laughs> I, I want that it, as a it makes me tone. feel dirty and creepy as yeah. a, you know, as a scary looking adult white male. I don't want, what did you do last night? Oh, we all pretended to be high schoolers fucking each other. Well, I'm going to call the cops now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let them know that you just said that. Uh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can even say those words in Portland. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I get that other people love this game. It's We're no longer Alabama. for me. It's cool. I just, yeah, I, I love sex in my adult games. Not in my teenage games anymore. Yeah. I will. When that happens for me, I am just much more comfortable with the camera drifting over to the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to describe it. Nope. We're just going to nod and thumbs yeah. up. Yep, that happened. And, and now we're back. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah here's the thing like this this is a fantastic movie yeah yeah but it's not altogether a happy movie it's it's not altogether a feel-good movie it's it's one that you can see yourself in but the things that you remember it also it doesn't bring back just the good parts about high school Mm, it brings back the bad parts too Mm -hmm. and i just i i I, I wouldn't I wouldn't game this movie as as great a movie as it is. Okay. Some people game for escapism. Yeah. That that Some, would be me. Some people, other people probably yeah. do it for different reasons. Games to explore issues. They're like, you know, I my brain's in a weird space and I want to play that out. Or uh I want to game for an emotional impact kind of thing. Some people yeah. game because they want a game that will actually make them cry. Uh, some people want different experiences. So high school games of a slice of life that isn't a silly adventure, not for everyone. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't look down on it, and it does look like a well-thought-out game. I just don't think I would personally have fun playing it. I was hesitant when I was pitching high school movies for us to even talk about one in the first place yeah. because of things like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think we would have had a completely different discussion if this had been Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller would have been a comical adventure. Yeah. We could have yeah. still used the same game. It would, it would have been, a com- it would have been 180 degrees out. Different yeah. Approach. Yeah. yeah. Would you play Ferris Bueller, Matthew? No. I would have no interest in that either. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I suppose I, I game for greatness for, uh, Are you saying for the honor. Ferris Bueller wasn't, <laughs> I great absolutely do. <laughs> Ferris Bueller was great, but Ferris Bueller was also a douchebag. Yeah, Ferris I Bueller mean, was a little shit. He yeah. was charming, but he was a little he, shit. He put all of his points in like, in, in the charisma. Yeah. So, uh, um, he was a bard. Yeah. 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 He was a total bard. Um, or a rogue, but, um, more, no, more I, bard I, wouldn't, than rogue. I, I wouldn't play that either. When, when I play, it's for, for for true good or true evil. I now have an idea for a mini campaign of Darren Feller's Big Day. <laughs> Darren Feller's. <laughs> the, the great bard, Darren Feller. is <laughs> <laughs> here to teach you to chill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All, right. Uh, All right. Well, I think we got it. I think yeah. we got uh, it. We have a thing coming up. We do. So... We missed last time uh, due to some scheduling conflicts and some sickness. So what we are going to do is put out voting next for our next two episodes. Two. Two. Uh, and uh, the one uh, coming up is going to have a very short, very short Yeah, get your time. votes in. Yeah. We're going to be only leaving the votes up for the next one for a week because we record in two weeks and we got to get ready for it. But then we're also going to, at the same time, put up the extended vote for the one for two weeks from that. And just to make things interesting, we decided that because it's only going to be a short vote <laughs> and we want people to have a real personal buy-in, our next movie theme for our next episode is... I'm not saying Kevin Costner. Yeah! You two can fuck off. So we got four movies that we're going to have you vote on. you. We got a week to do it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, The Postman, Waterworld, and 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Yeah. Whoever wins, Matthew loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not wrong. What was what's the line you always quote from Robin Hood? The the When I killed the sheriff's man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you, you fucking heck? Well, speaking of killing the sheriff's men, coming man, up after that. After that. The sheriff's man. <laughs> we're going back to classic westerns. Classics. We're talking anything, hopefully, the eighties or older. Wow. 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 We are st- Starting with the Magnificent Seven on this list, we've also got The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Silverado, and Shane. <laughs> Pick up the gun. <laughs> I'm honestly out of that group. Uh, as much as I like the the original Magnificent Seven, uh, I'm, I'm actually hoping for Silverado. I really like Silverado. I'm hoping for the good, the bad, and the ugly because it's one of the... That is a great an Western yeah. film. Yeah. It's... Oh God, and that music. You know what I'm saying? Anyway... That's all we got today. So, yes, remember, we got one week on the Kevin Costner, and we got, like, three weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks. On the Western. Two weeks on the Western, and then we're back to our normal rotation. Two weeks every time. Yeah. So, yeah, vote. Vote, vote, vote. Get out there and vote. Like, your life matters. Let's let's all, as Americans, vote for something that truly matters. Yes. Let's turn. A Kevin Costner <laughs> film. Fuck, man. <laughs> Some days you can't win. 
Uh, oh, good. I'll end on that. Yay. <laughs> All right. Hi. Don't vote the Kevin Costner. Nobody vote for anything. <laughs> I'm Matthew. And I'm Dusty. And I'm Nathaniel. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We're still pretty new to the scene and we'd love to get your feedback. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes with your thoughts. Good or bad, they really help us get the word out. If you want to say hello, drop us a line on all of the usual social media sites. You can find the links right there in the show notes. You can also leave us a comment on our website at havemovieswillgame.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have Movies Will Game is a Breakfast Puppies podcast production, and our episodes are distributed under CCBYND 4.0 license. Our opening theme is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids with introductory narration provided by Isaac Scher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.